is Sherry St. Jones, and this is episode five of the For the Show MIA podcast. I am back for episode five. I had a week hiatus. I had to go out of town unexpectedly, but we're back. And this episode is going to be covering the Thrive Seminar that happened yesterday, August 27th, put on by the Nelson Foundation and the Knight Foundation. I got like four or five different texts about this particular event and I was like okay so this means I have to go so I looked it up and I got the ticket and I what originally attracted me was that Damon John was going to be a guest speaker there and if you don't know who Damon John is just a brief overview he's on the show Shark Tank which entrepreneurs go ahead and pitch to these million dollar and billion dollar investors to get a piece of their money for their business he is one of the co-founders of FUBU which is a national internationally known clothing brand and other clothing brands like Coogee and things like that. And he's recognized as like one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time. So I was going to the Thrive Seminar. Obviously, he's a heavy hitter in the fashion game. He knows what he's talking about from the entrepreneur standpoint. And he's also interested in expanding other businesses and paying it forward. The first part of the actual seminar was kind of almost like Shark Tank because... There were three entrepreneurs from the South Florida area, and they basically pitched their businesses in front of a panel of judges to win $10,000. So that alone kept the energy high. I really like that about the event. And you could just see, you could just feel the energy of just entrepreneurs in general. Everyone around you has a business, has a passion, has a dream, and they were excited. We had a little wait in the beginning, but even through the wait, like people were next to me, people were talking to each other. It was really high energy. And it was really good to be in that environment in general. And then also to see so many people. These are these are our people. These are South Florida people that are in there to expand their business, to get to it, to the next level, to get some type of knowledge. And that we're willing to invest in themselves and put down that money to be in that seat, to get that gem from someone that knows what they're talking about. So I like the event overall. Shout out to the Nelson Foundation and the Knight Foundation. So like I said, there were three entrepreneurs. The first entrepreneur, excuse me, had an idea for an app called Curator, where basically it brings the art lover and the art world uh, more connected to somewhat of an education platform and a sales platform. So basically, if you were in Winwood and you take a picture of one of the walls or you're at Art Basel and you take a picture of a sculpture or a painting you on the app, you would get the information about the art and the artist, like a video. And then also it has merchandising capabilities. So if you wanted to order a mug, or if you wanted to order a t-shirt with that art on it, you would be able to do that straight from the app and then it would go to the artist. So it was basically streamlining that, incorporating music. He really did his research on the art tip and talked about how a lot of people, for instance, didn't know about Jean-Michel Basquiat before Jay-Z mentioned him in his Picasso Baby lyrics. So basically he would reach out to artists like Jay-Z and Taylor Swift and have them curate their art and you can shop Taylor Swift's collection. So it was a merge of like art and music is called curator i thought it was a really good idea it's curator with a k so you can go ahead and look that up it was a uh, um curated actually it's dot com. so free app merchandise original art prints i thought it was a really great idea and i love the educational aspect of it so that was the first entrepreneur and what i love is that everybody you could tell they were very passionate about their product or service they had 
that gleam in their eyes and and it was inspiring to see that because sometimes in entrepreneurship is a very especially if you're by yourself or even if you have partners there's sometimes you could feel alone or sometimes you could feel like your idea is not translating properly to the masses so to get that courage and to have that opportunity to get up and pitch in front of a full house which and it was like the the event was sold out nobody could buy tickets at the door so it was a full auditorium and then judges who are potentially saying like here's ten thousand dollars of our money to go ahead we believe in you money basically that's what i like to call it so that was the first entrepreneur the second one he had a product basically that he invented in his garage that you install in your car and it would detect whether it was about to rain and it would close all your windows in your sunroof if you had one to prevent your seats and your interior getting wet so that was something that a lot of people i know in south florida can resonate with because it rains whenever it wants and there's times you might have i keep the windows down sometimes a little crack because it's hot so sometimes it might rain unexpectedly and i do have to run out and roll up the windows or just deal with you know it just the seats just wet now so I thought that was a really good idea. And there was a judge on the panel that was uh, a part of, I think, Audi. He was one of the executives. And he got so excited about the product, he started asking questions. And it was almost like an episode of Shark Tank. It looked like he was about to say, forget this $10,000. And he told him, he was like, I'm about to take this technology that you're talking about to the boardrooms type of thing. like Because he said the same technology you made in your garage scientists are trying to develop in all these luxury cars and if you're telling me that you put this in three different cars and it works like you don't even have to sell this in the stores and AutoZone and all that type of stuff like we can send this directly to the manufacturers which and i've heard of people that come up with like heard of this one guy came up with like an algorithm with uh for a game and ea paid him like 50 million dollars for the patent for the for the algorithm that he came up with so ideas can translate to money sometimes a lot of times you don't have to necessarily trade time for money if that's not your thing. And as an tr entrepreneur, trading an idea for money like that, I think gives you a big leverage because now if something were to happen, let's say he hopefully gets in touch with those manufacturers and gets a patent around his idea and sells the idea, he can now put that into his original business, which and he owns a auto and body shop. So he can use that to grow his business. Sometimes every idea is not about becoming famous or hitting necessarily gold. It's about funding what you really want to do or what your real passion is. So the whole crowd was excited for him. People were standing up. People were cheering. Like that was a really great moment during the seminar. And then the third entrepreneurs, they have a platform called Simplify and it's SMP. P-L-F-Y-I-T.com. And they basically streamline the connection between brands and businesses and brand names and influencers and bloggers. So basically, if you have a brand or if you have a business and you want to get in touch with these bloggers that are going to give you that social media push, or you want to get in touch with someone that can do your social media for you, or you want to get in touch with an advertiser or anything along those lines to promote your business basically they streamline and bring it together for you now there were other there are other companies that do things like it but their platform allows you to speak directly to the influencer and get prices and things of that nature and they target the users i guess you could say so that there's the best fit between the blogger or the ad or the ad agency and the brand so basically they charge a very minimal fee as opposed to like going to an ad agency to connect to these people that are heavy on social media have a lot of followers and one thing that i've been reading about lately a lot of the blogs have been talking about how bloggers actually make money and there are bloggers that they They've covered that create the social media following. Let's say they have a million followers, 500,000 followers even, and they're making 
from some of these brands that they post five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars per Instagram post. So I was always an advocate of like, you know, talking about your followers, you need to get your dollars up. If it doesn't equal money, like I need more. I know that eyeballs can create and and people following you can create that traffic and create that money for you. But a lot of people value their followers and they're all into that. And then they're not really doing anything outside of the Instagram realm. But reading those type of articles really makes me understand why some people who do profit from it do it now the people that aren't profiting for it there is definitely an avenue for it so if you have thousands of followers and or you want the thousands of followers this is the best time to turn it into some type of money because five thousand dollars to post one instagram post with the tooth whitening kit or a selfie stick a brand of selfie stick or a specific instagram tee like that's mind-boggling And that's something that we do every day for free. So to know that people have created an outlet for that, not not that it's for everybody, but if that's you, that's something that you can tap into. So I thought that was really interesting how interested they were that they created a whole business around it. And one of the creators used to work with NASA. He's a really software tech guy. So they, and to simplify, ended up winning the $10,000 prize because of their, namely the judges explained their, they believed in their ability to adapt throughout the ever-changing technology world so i thought that was really interesting i saw you know you basically saw someone's dreams come true before their eyes and if not that someone sharpened their pitch maybe they're going to go home and research a lot you know a bunch of different things and you know this was exercise for them so i think you know they say that's corny everybody was a winner but you can take I, i took a lot of lessons just being in the audience so i could just imagine being one of the people that was on stage and put themselves out there the second segment was the was the Q&A with Damon John and I was excited for that everybody was pumped for that because you know he is seen as someone that has made a name for himself and his brand and it's not only has he made a same name for himself and his brand but when his brand went down in the hole he reinvented the brand and now I think FUBU has hair care products which I think I'm gonna cover on the blog and it's reoccurring in a way that's like unmatched he came back so people are really interested in that so there were a lot of questions that I don't know where the original questions came from that the host asked him but they eventually turned the mic to the audience and everybody you know shot up their hands they were ready to ask questions so I'm not going to go through every single question but just the gist and the tips that I got and the energy that I got from the session it was really informative Damon was really ready to like give his gems and he turned every question into like some some type of tips some type of tidbit that we could take home so one of the questions they asked were what was his biggest challenge like coming up going through fubu and he said finding like-minded people um his access to information and finding a mentor and throughout the seminar i very i noticed that he really stressed finding like-minded people being around like-minded people birds of a feather flock together really making sure that the people around you are on the same wavelength as you and making sure that you know they always say if you have four broke friends you're the fifth broke friend You have to make sure that you start surrounding yourself around people that you want to be like people that are in the position that you want to be like, because eventually you're going to you're going to pick up on that. And then all your friends that are not or all your all your peers that are not in that place you want to be. Now you can rub off on them eventually. But you need to make sure that you start exposing yourself to the type of people you want to be around, the type of events you want to be around. And this is not just me talking to you guys. This is me talking to myself. Also, it's very important to make sure that you. Become some somewhat of a snob as far as your vibration. You make sure that you're you're 
good feeling if you have one of those people that when you're around them you stop feeling good you have to be mindful of that and I'm not saying cut off everybody I'm not saying burn any bridges but maybe just take a break and get your mind right and get yourself at 100 because if you're not feeling well something happened and then you're around that negative person you start getting pulled down even if you're the positive person in the situation so I thought that was really interesting that he said that he he talked about our access to info and he said back then he really had like library and that's about it you know a little bit of word of mouth and how to do certain things but he was starting off on his own and with his friends doing this from the ground up so he really stressed that our access to information is unmatched at this point and that's something that my dad always told me that you have that advantage over me that you can pull up anything about anyone about anytime at any time and you can just act, act on your phone as long as your phone is charging you have internet access so I think we do need to take advantage of that and it's it's a really great time to be an entrepreneur and as much as people highlight oh it's so hard it's so hard it's so hard I think that if you're a true entrepreneur and you're a creator it's worth it and that's something he did talk about all of the hours all of the strength you know he's not mad it was hard yeah but he got through it you know so and then finding a mentor in the place where he was in Harlem, he felt like he didn't have anybody to look up to that wasn't doing something illegal or any of that type of thing. So, you know, finding a mentor and getting that access to a mentor, I feel like sometimes we feel like either people don't care or someone in a better position or someone in the position where we want to be wouldn't reach out to us. But honestly, like everyone that I've ever spoken to that's in a position that I, I would like to be in or wanted to be in at that time. As soon as I started asking them questions, they almost spilled over with information like this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how you don't get gypped out of your money. And it was very interesting to see that. And especially a lot of them were male stylists. They were very willing to give me the gems and the juice right away. So I think that once you find someone or once you get in touch with someone or once you attract someone that can give you those gems don't be afraid to ask because a lot nine times out of ten they really want someone to pick their brain a lot of people really want something to invest in and something to believe in when they have achieved some of their dreams and they would like to pay it forward then they're just looking for someone to so don't be like ashamed or afraid to like ask someone to mentor you because i think they would take it as an honor i think that's awesome on being yourself and remaining true he said that being yourself is the most important thing. It's important to put yourself into two to five words, basically. Um, and that encompasses what you stand for. And that aspect is more important now with social media. And you should own it. Like, forget the elevator pitch. Forget the long-winded speech. You have to have that. But you also have something that quantifies what you do from in two to five words. Nike says just do it. Things like that. So um, that was something interested, uh, interesting to think about because I thought that there are little parts of businesses that sometimes you don't think about, but those are the things that most of the big companies do. And that's a little gem that might take you from one marketing aspect to the next, just because of that viewpoint. I feel like, do you get what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but anyway, and uh, talking about taking risks or what he learned from pitfalls in the business. He talked about taking the affordable next step, meaning that if, if it doesn't work, you can survive. It's about taking risks, but taking calculated risk, being decisive, but, don't put yourself in the poorhouse on the strength of a business risk. Yes, you have to believe in yourself, but at the same time, don't just squander things or 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 a knee-jerk decision and then get yourself in a worse position than you were before. 
um he talked about how everybody wants to be a boss and most most or talks about being a boss and most entrepreneurs really look, work long hours and, and i'm summarizing like his exact words they work long hours he said you have to make tough decisions and he says everybody wants to be a boss but it feels really bad to fire someone to know that someone might lose their livelihood or someone might not be able to feed their family because you had to let them go or whatever the case is that is a really bad feeling and it feels horrible and when you're the boss you know the back end of why office politics why you couldn't get give so and so a bigger office but they think it's personal and you're always pointing the finger like this person doesn't like me or this person has something against me, but they don't know that it was to grow their salary in the end or give them a bonus at the end of the year. So you have to be prepared to be always wrong, but understand that in the grand scheme of things, you're doing the right thing for the full company. So I thought that was an interesting viewpoint because I know that's like a culture thing sometimes when people are like, okay, I'm a boss and I do this and I do that and I own this and I own that. And it's cool to be an entrepreneur at this time because of the way it's just history repeating itself right after the Great Depression. Everybody, all everybody could do was be an entrepreneur because there were no like longstanding businesses left. They had all been destroyed. So you had to do this. So after the economic failure in 2008 or what people called like a second de- great depression, this is what birthed that. And I'm not like knocking that, but I also feel like you have to, and he also said that you have to be brutally honest on why you're doing what you're doing. If you're doing it for fame or if you're doing it for money, not saying that you won't get there, but you might lose it just as fast because your purpose is not something greater. So it talks about, he talks about being honest with yourself. Why do you want to do this specific thing? Is it to make money so that you can build your passion? There's nothing wrong with that. I believe anyway. Um, so the next thing he kind of talked about is doing your research because there's always someone you might, there's nothing new at all he emphasized that and there's a lot of religious texts a lot of different um philosophers that talk about like nothing new under the sun he talks about how you can possibly have a different angle you might have a different packaging but your idea might not be new so go ahead and do your research and look at the mistakes that other people have made and avoid them that's what they're for other people there's some mistakes that you have to make yourself but there's some mistakes that you can avoid fully um someone asked him about family versus business and he said family is number one but he lost his family to do what he did but in the long run now that he is well established he knows that they are taken care of so he literally said if I have to sleep in a box I will but my family has to be okay um and then he really emphasized this is the best time in the world to become established or come out you don't need a store anymore to sell anything you can sell things on the internet very quickly sell send them out you know you can sell get a product and sell it out before you actually have the product physically in your possession it could be just an idea that's how it works nowadays so the opportunity to make money and the opportunity to be uh established or come out is like the best time ever at this point so he says take control of the eyeballs which is the traffic you know go ahead join groups talk to people especially you're on social media all day instead of posting memes and instead of posting garbage just go ahead and if you have a business promote it i'm not saying you can't post whatever you want it's your instagram i really don't care what you post but there's ways of promoting yourself past just one post one tweet and i do the same thing i'm never on instagram and i i could take way more advantage of instagram facebook linkedin there's a business that i'm working with right now that is somewhat of a marketing company and the things they've taught me about how to market on just Facebook alone has blown my mind. And if you like want to get information on that, you can hit me up about that personally, but it it's really blown my mind as far as like 
just the power that the internet has. And I spoke to a business coach and she was like, LinkedIn, you sleeping on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. I didn't even know. So it's made me really realize that the people that made it or where we, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs in South Florida want to be, they had more of a disadvantage, I would say, or we have more, let me not pick the negative route, but we have more of an advantage with the internet alone. So we can really do something great. And he said, it's important to have a specific voice or angle, but don't suffer from analysis paralysis. Don't overthink things. Don't over plan things. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Sometimes you just got to move. You got to be decisive and you have to be calculated with your risks. So those are a lot of things that seem that they're contrary, but they actually flow with each other. And it's about just making sure you have your ducks in a row. Whatever you do recently, I started listening to Tony Robbins and he talks about his power hour. So there's a time when he gets up in the morning that he has a specific time where he does certain things to get him pumped up for the day, whether it's a little bit of exercise, meditation, jumping jacks, prayer, whatever the case is, he, he starts his day pumped up and it just sets a tone for the rest of the day. So I'm really excited to start implementing those things in my life and a lot of what I learned this year, I've been reading a lot of books, have really changed the shape of like how I view myself as an entrepreneur. I realized that me, myself, and you, anybody that's listening that's an entrepreneur, you're unique. There's there's what you're trying to do, the angle that you're trying to attack. It, what you're trying to do might not be new, but the angle that you're at and the person that you are is unique. So you need to own it. You need to find that voice and you need to express that and show people your true self because people connect with people. I keep hearing that people don't buy into businesses, they buy into people. So once you start exposing a little bit more of yourself, once you start, people start learning your personality, that becomes a repeat customer. And not that it always translates to money. Eventually, hopefully, you do what you do to try to inspire someone, change someone's life, help someone in some type of way. But at the same time, we got to make money. So I feel like, when you connect to someone on a personal level, when someone feels like they know you, they have no problem buying one of your products when they come out because they feel like they're supporting you. I feel like the same way we go to these big companies, Apple and, and, and Windows and Dell and all these companies, and we freely give them their money every time they come out with a phone with a new button, we can support our fellow entrepreneurs and people we know first off to be like, listen, this is what you do. How much is it? Don't ask for no discount. If you know someone and they have a business and you're buying into their business in any way, whether it's a product or service, you have responsibility as knowing them more and knowing their struggles and heartaches or whatever the case is to go ahead and pay it forward and make sure you support them first and foremost. So I, I really attest to that. And I think that it's important to just show that support. I think once we get together and really Especially now with the internet. I can talk to somebody in China if, I, if they speak English. I have that access. I think that's really important. So take advantage of the internet. Apparently, Facebook is popping. I didn't know. I'm on Twitter, barely on Instagram. I like Twitter for the articles. I don't have a Snapchat. Um, I do have a LinkedIn, but it's, eh, I don't really work on it. But they, I've just been learning a lot of techniques about just how to talk to people without badgering them. Really, really and truly, the techniques are without badgering people, without hounding people, letting people come to you and investing in your business. I think that's one thing that's underrated. A lot of people won't take the money, the physical money to put into their business and say, OK, I'm going to pay for this ad. I'm going to pay for this seminar. Um, I think it's important that if there's a webinar, if there's a seminar, if there's a book, if there's a class that you think will enhance you in some way, maybe 
it enhances your mind. Maybe it enhances your product. Maybe it enhances your service. Maybe it changes the way you approach things or gives you a skill that could eventually up your money or make you stand out. I think you should do it. I think it, if it costs something great, you borrow the money. If it doesn't, you save the money, whatever the case is, but you get that knowledge because once you have that knowledge and you can apply, you never know. There could be 10 stylists up for a job, but if I know how to do something specific because I took this class or I have a specific speaking skill, um, I feel like that'll give you that edge. There's seven billion people, and yeah, you're unique and you're a starshine, wonderful, star bright, beautiful, intellectual child, but at the same time, people have money to make and people are going through the motions. So, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna look up? What are you gonna spend time at? to maybe make you stand out at that next seminar, at that next audition, at that next uh, uh, business pitch, at that next whatever. So this episode is running kind of long. So Basically, that was the, the Thrive Seminar. Like I said, shout out to the Nelson Foundation and the Knight Foundation. It was really intriguing. I had a good idea. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I had a good time. And I'm ready to see what the next Thrive's they bring around what type of opportunities they give and i'm gonna get see if i can get some pictures from the event thank you for listening and this was for the show episode five